Talking about, again, mental health and physical health, we just, as we look back at the past 15 months of COVID, what kind of change did you see in the way people use your solutions and technologies? And did that change the equation in terms of how people look at their fitness, whether it's physical or mental? Jess, you want to take that on? We saw two big changes. First, more interaction. A lot of people were very isolated and being able to feel connected with other people during that time what made a big difference, especially being able to share some of the hardest things that were going on. Like we were working with a lot of frontline healthcare workers and we got reports of, I had five friends commit suicide this month. And to have a safe space to say it was really powerful. So we saw people wanting to interact more and share more than we had ever seen. And we also saw people adjusting their definition of what a workout meant because they had always gone to the gym or they had always gone to a class. And now those facilities were not available to them. They were in a new location and needing to find new ways to move that worked for them. So we saw a lot of people experimenting and trying a lot of new types of exercise that they hadn't considered before, which is really joyous because if you can dance or do Pilates or you know lift weights at home with things that you didn't realize counted as weights and it means you're doing something. Again, this is for people who are coming off the couch, not trying to optimize performance after already being over 80% of what they could achieve. Everyone's having to redefine what their routine is and wanting more human connection, which I hope sustains because ultimately everyone's going to be more successful if they find what works for them and can adapt to any situation they're in. More resilience. That's interesting as a coping mechanism and the importance of being connected to something or someone that will tell them how they're doing or they will listen to them. How about on the high end of the training, Bill, Angelica? How did COVID affect the way people use these technologies? I would say similar to Jess, we saw our numbers skyrocket because gyms were closed and they couldn't do group exercise. Now, although we saw an increased number of users and an increased number of plans that were created, those plans didn't include dance or yoga, (laughs) you know, things like that. But we saw an increase in usage. And then afterwards, there was a time when after COVID that those numbers began to drop as things began to open up. Unfortunately, those numbers went down quite a bit, but we did see a great amount of usage around COVID for about two months. From a diagnostic standpoint, movement-wise, we just saw a lot more heterogeneous population you know, coming in. Because before, in a given military unit or a given sports team or even an employer, you know, people would be doing a program that was set, formalized, given to them, supervised, and people would gravitate to move a certain way as a group because they were all doing relatively similar things. Then when COVID hit, everybody was dispersed and then folks chose what they wanted to do. And that ranged from Netflix binging as a workout, right, to running more and utilizing where they're at to be even more active. And so what it did is created a lot greater need for a diagnostic. 
you know, in terms of, okay, everybody's coming back into the company. It's like everybody got deployed and now everybody's coming back in. So where's everybody at? So we can be able to triage who needs what. It's fascinating to see how many of those adaptations are going to linger way past COVID. I'm really observing that now in all kinds of environments, some things are going to stay. What exactly, we don't know.